Hello, hello, hello. This is Michelle Donatian with Moments with Michelle Donatian. I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to be having a great little heart-to-heart -heart talk tonight. And I'm just looking so forward to sharing with you some things to help you get through the normal everyday struggles of life that you deal with. We all have them. And I just know that it's an encouragement to me. The Lord Jesus always encourages me. He sends people to encourage me. And I just want to be an encouragement to you. So this is Moments with Michelle where we talk frankly about the struggles in life and how we can get through them with Jesus Christ. So what I want to do today, of course, I'm going to give you a couple particulars here, the normal stuff, you know, every Monday night. Uh, we are on 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so tune in. You can find us on Apple Podcast, and there's a link uh, on in my bio. You can also check out a link in my post that I posted earlier today on Facebook and on Instagram. Or you can also check us out on Anchor. And we are going to be spreading out to more locations soon. And once we do, I will update you and let you know. But please listen, subscribe to the podcast so you never miss one. Every time we have a podcast, I want you to check it out. Sometimes uh, we do special ones. So anyway, tonight what we're going to be doing is talking about encouragement and discouragement. Because we all have it. Everybody gets discouraged. There's no one on the face of the earth that's not been discouraged. Even Jesus was discouraged when he died before he died on the cross in Gethsemane. He had so much pain and so much anguish. Remember, he sweated blood. I don't know, you know, what kind of pain you've been going through lately, but I know God wants to encourage you. And I'm going to share a story with you. And it uh, it's basically my own personal story. And so I was just feeling really, really discouraged. And, and this is really, let me preface this and just, you know, let you know, this is, this is all real. We are real here. In life, there's no time and really, there's no time for being fake. And acting like, you know, everything is okay all the time. It's not. It's not okay all the time. In fact, we all need to be encouraged, every one of us. Jesus, when he left the disciples, he said to them, I have to go. I'm paraphrasing. He said, I have to go. But he said he was going to send another, just like him, a comforter. And that's the Holy Spirit. He is our comforter. When we have problems, when we go through troubles in life, the Holy Spirit will wrap his arms around you and comfort you. He's the one that makes Jesus real to you. He's the one that made Jesus real to you. He's the one that drew you. The Bible says that no man may come to me but by, but, but, but my, my spirit draw him. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who draws us. The Holy Spirit is the one who comforts us. The Holy Spirit is the one who's grieved. Have you ever been in a situation where you 
something isn't right and you can't figure it out, you don't know what it is, maybe you, you know, I don't know, uh, I met someone a long time ago and they were a friend of a family member's and they were becoming really involved in the family member's life. But I just couldn't, there was something about them I just couldn't place. And anyway, well, I'll tell more. I'll tell more. And I'm sure my daughter would be fine with this. But uh, she had a boyfriend. And this boyfriend's family went to church with us. And um, not that we took him to church, but he went to our church, the church we went to at that time. And, you know, he seemed like a nice guy. Everybody loved him, but there was just something about him. And his family, I just couldn't put my finger on it, but I just um, didn't really listen. And the long story short, it turned out to be a bad situation, but it was the Holy Spirit that was telling me, that was warning me. See, that Holy Spirit, our Holy Spirit, he's a person and he will tell us exactly what's going on. So what I want to do before we go on any further is I just want to pray with you. I want to take a moment and pray. So I'm just going to go before the Lord, just bow your head. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for tonight. We thank you. I thank you for each and every one tuning in here tonight, Lord Jesus. We ask that you touch our hearts, touch our hearts here tonight, that you may get the glory in our lives, Lord Jesus. Give us revelation as we read your word. Give us revelation as we learn it. Make it clear to us. Open up the eyes of our understanding. Take the scales off our eyes. Stop the blindness in our hearts. The hardness in our hearts. We want to give you everything, Lord Jesus. We thank you. And we promise to give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name. Thanks. So, I'm going to read the word here. And this is one thing that really encouraged me. This... This encouraged me so much, I have to tell you. Jesus knows everything, but this just encouraged me. So I'm going to go to the Word, and I'm going to the book of Acts, chapter 16. And if you've ever read this, you know that this is about Paul. And we know that Paul, many have said he was one of the greatest apostles ever. Many have said that you see that a lot of the Bible, most of the Bible, is written if you, how can I put this? There, he wrote more books in the Bible than any other man of God, than any other person of God. That's what he did. So, God used him mightily, mightily. And he went through a lot. He went through so much. I'm going to just pray in addition. I just hear the Holy Spirit showing me to pray. Lord Jesus, I ask you to remove that demonic hindering spirit that would hinder people from hearing what you have to say. I give you the thanks and the praise and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so in the book of Acts, we're talking here about Paul, the book of Acts chapter 16. Now, we're going to be reading through the book of Acts, chapter 16, 17, 18, and 19. So I'll be taking pieces, bits and pieces of it. So kind of put your finger there, bookmark it, as we go along. But Paul went through so many different things. Paul was beaten almost to death on numerous occasions. 
Have you been? Have you ever been beaten to death or almost to death on numerous occasions? I haven't. These are not rhetorical questions. I really want you to stop and think about that question. I really want you to stop and think about what you're going through right now. Are you going through a situation where, like Paul, they dragged you out in front of the, you know, the, the square uh, or the in front of the court, in front of the judge, the magistrates, and beat you, flogged you, and then threw you into jail where you had the stripes still on your back, open wounds, I'm sure throbbing, and he was bleeding, and him and Silas at that time. Have you ever gone through that? Now, there is a chance that you have. In some parts of the world, we know, or maybe you don't know, but there are Christians who are being persecuted in many, many other parts of the world. But if you're here in America, or maybe even Europe, Korea, South Korea, we'll say, chances are you have probably never experienced something like this. There are countries where you probably have, where you may have, North Korea, China, um, Pakistan, India. There, there are places where that has happened. It is, I should say, there are places where that is happening now. But for most of us here, we've not dealt with that. I want to encourage you to remind yourself of that when you begin thinking that life is so hard. I'm not minimizing your problems because those problems are real to you and they hurt and they're difficult, but I want you to put them into perspective. When we put our problems and things into perspective, we begin to see things with clarity. We begin to understand how hard other people might have it, but that is not to be a comparison it's to be a place to say, wait a minute, it could be worth, Lord Jesus, let me stop and let me look to you for all of the good things that you've done in my life. You see, the Bible tells us in one scripture, Jesus, or, or, or I think it was Paul who wrote it, um, and we know that's inspired by the Holy Spirit, and Jesus is the Word. So in one scripture, he says, were you... Did you suffer to the blood? And he goes on to explain more. But he says, basically, he's saying, were you like Jesus hanging on the cross where you suffered to the point of death? Were you bled because of your sufferings? No. I am almost sure that you didn't. Again, those of you that have been persecuted for your faith, my gosh, we pray for you. We lift you up before the Lord. But many of us here haven't. I personally have never been physically persecuted for my faith. Never. Never. And my guess is most of you probably never will be. But let's think about Paul. And let's think about these other Christians. But I want to bring you to this text. In the book of Acts... I think we'll start with, yeah, we're going to start with chapter 16. 
And this is something that is so amazing. It's so amazing. So amazing. You see, God called Paul. We know he called him. You've read it in the word. You've read about what happened. God called Paul and Paul was converted. Paul was the worst of the worst. He said it in his own words in the word, in scripture. He was the worst of the worst and the best of the Jews. And he's, these are his own words. And he talked about how he knew all the laws that the Jews followed. And because of those laws, he was the worst persecutor of the Christians. And he watched as you even remember, if you, if you, if you remember, Remember when Stephen was stoned to death, when Stephen was preaching the gospel and Paul stood there and, 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 and just stood there as if to say, you know, he approved and he did approve. But Jesus converted Paul. And Paul became a preacher of the word of God. He became a preacher of Jesus Christ. And he began to preach the gospel to people far and wide. Friend, God does not allow us to go through persecution because he wants to see us suffer. He allows us to go through persecution because it will strengthen us. It will teach us. It will take us to a new level in him. If we can have, what's the word I'm looking for? If we can have patience, as it says in the book of James, chapter 1. If we can have patience, let me just go there, okay? I'm going to read this to you. And you may have read it before. You probably have. But this is such an encouragement, friends. This is such an encouragement. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 1, or excuse me, verse 2. I'm going to start with 1. And it says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. So James was writing this letter to the people of God, to the Christians, not to the unsaved. He wasn't saying this to the unsaved, to the sinner. He was saying, reading, he sent this letter to the saved. What does that tell us? That tells us that Jesus wanted even the unsaved, even the unsaved, or excuse me, I'm, let me back up. Jesus wanted all of us to have salvation and to live a victorious life with What's the word? He wanted us to live a victorious life. And living a victorious life means that there are going to be times when you suffer. There are going to be times when you suffer for his sake. But Jesus Christ is always there. Always. Always there with us. No matter what. And when he's there with us, we have our... Let him encourage you. He's so mighty. He's so holy. He's so glorious. So we're in the book of Acts. He went 
And while he was there, Lydia, Lydia, she was there and she was praying. She prayed with them because her heart was open. She attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. So she listened. The Lord opened up her heart, it says. I'm going to go back to 14. I'm going to read that again. We just had kind of a technical difficulty here. Hopefully we're still live on Facebook Live. Um, I'm not quite sure what just happened, but um, we're still live streaming on Instagram Live. And um, it looks like we had a technical difficulty, so I do apologize for that. But just, I'm going to go back to verse 14. We're in the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 14. And it says, And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized and her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. Oh, praise God. Look at what God did. Look at what he did through the man of God. He called Paul to Macedonia. That's one situation. He called Paul to Macedonia. This was Paul and Silas, by the way. He called him to go to Macedonia. And while he was in Macedonia, he ministered unto this woman. He ministered unto her. I'm going to go on. In verse 16, it says, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Basically, she was a psychic. Okay? Now we call them psychics. But she brought them a lot of money by telling the future, for telling the future. Using Satan, this was a power given by Satan, but she did that, telling the future. And her masters got a lot of money because of it, financial gain. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. So this woman, this wicked psychic, is following Paul and Silas around. You would think, I mean, you know, we might say that she was declaring the word of God, but she was there just to hinder them. She was there to persecute them. How could a psychic glorify God? No. So the same Paul and us, this woman, followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which shew unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. He came out the same hour. Now I want you to think about that. God knew don't you think he knew that that was going to happen? He knew that this was going to be something that occurred while Paul and Silas and the other people with him, with them, were ministering the word of God or on their way to go minister the word of God. But the Lord God allowed it. And why did he allow it? Because he knew it was going to strengthen Paul and the other people of God. 
He knew it was going to strengthen Paul. And he knew that woman was going to get saved. That woman, well, it doesn't say that she was saved, but it says that that evil spirit came out of her. No longer could she be used to do the devil's bidding for those men, her masters, doing psychic work, things, if you can call it work. But you can't call it work. But soothsaying, she couldn't do it anymore because Paul rebuked it, cast it out of her. It was Jesus. Paul did the work of Jesus Christ. So I'll read on. Here's more. Okay, now we're getting to the part here where you think about how you're feeling and you think about what you're going through. And I want you to listen. And I want you to listen really, really well. I'm not here to make you say, I'm not saying to you that your problems are not serious and not important. But I'm sharing this with you so you're encouraged. Because if you see what Paul went through and the way he still held on to God, this is what the Lord wants us to do. He's here with you right now. Right now. The Bible says when two or more gather together, we know that Jesus, we know Jesus is here among them. He's here. And he'll never leave you or forsake you either. Right now. He's here. And I want you to know, he wants you to be encouraged. So it says, and when our master saw that the hope of their gains, excuse me, and when her master saw, this is in the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 19. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains, talking about that they weren't going to be able to make any more money, was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates ripped off their clothes. They ripped off their clothes. Paul and Silas, they ripped off those people's clothes. And whoever else was with them, it just says us. Silas says Paul and us. So we know there were more people there. They ripped off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And they did. Because it says, and when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Can you imagine? In verse 25, and it says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God? What do we do when we're in the middle of a situation where we need to be encouraged, where we're going through trials and tribulations? We've got to stop and do what Paul and Silas did. They prayed and sing praises unto God. What do you think they did? See, when we read the word, we know we pray. This is, this is an example to follow. We pray. 
They gave thanks. When you pray, you always give thanks, knowing that God will answer your prayer. When your desire is his desire, oh, he'll answer your prayer. And that's what they did. They prayed and they sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. So the prisoners, the other prisoners that were there, heard them. And guess what happened? In verse 26 it says, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. That was God. <laughs> I want you to take a moment right now, and I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that. That was God while they decided in the midst of their tribulation, in the midst of their troubles, they said, what are we gonna do? We're not gonna complain. We're not gonna look at all the problems and think, oh my gosh, what's going on? How did I get here? Was I wrong? Did God really send me? Did I make a mistake? No. You might do that in your humanity, but I'm here to remind you, stop it. Stop doing it. And pray and praise God. Paul and Silas were set free. Free when they prayed and praised God. Friends, the Lord wants you to know today that not only will they were they set free in the physical, but you can be set free in the spirit. Oh my goodness, you can be set free in the spirit when you pray and praise God. That's what Paul and Silas did in the middle of the situation, in the middle of being beaten, their clothes were ripped off of them. All they did was cast out a demon out of a woman who grieved their spirits. They did what God called them to do. They went to Macedonia where God sent them and they still encountered trouble. I want you to remember and I want you to hold fast to what the word of God says. When he sends you, you were sent. I don't care what trouble and tribulation you go through. Do not let the enemy run you out. What if Paul and Silas and the people that were with them said, oh, this must not have been from God. That vision that God gave me and said, go to Macedonia. No, 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 no. That couldn't have been God. Because if it was God, then nobody would have persecuted us. If it was God, we wouldn't have been beaten and, and, and thrown in the jail. No, they didn't do that. And we need to stop doing the same thing. I've done it. You've done it. And in the future, I'm pretty sure you might question again because we're human. God knows that we're human. He knows this is why he wrote his word for the people of God. The word of God is not for the unsaved because the Bible says that no man will understand the word unless it is by through revelation of the Holy Spirit. And you get revelation through the Holy Spirit when you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? That means he's writing to the saints. When we read just a few minutes ago in the book of James, he was writing to the saints. He wasn't writing to the unsaved because the Bible says that light, Jesus is the light within us and darkness cannot comprehend light. So friends, this is for you and for me. When I was feeling discouraged, 
the Lord reminded me of what Paul and Silas did. And I stopped what I was doing. And I began to pray and praise God. And let me tell you, God is so faithful. He's so mighty. And he encouraged me. And he'll do the same for you. Because he's not a respecter of persons. He loves you just like he loves me. And he sent his word for you the same way he sent it for me. The same word is here for you and for me. The same word. Don't get it misunderstood. Don't get it twisted. Just because you go through trial and tribulation, it does not mean it's not from God. God allows it in your life so you will grow. That's what he said in James. That's what he said. You're going to grow because of it. You're going to become patient because of it. Let patience have a perfect work. If you don't go through tribulation, you cannot grow in Christ Jesus. And he wants us to go from glory to glory. And one of those glories is that you desire a deeper relationship with him. That you cry out to him instead of crying out to the world and everything else around you. You remember I shared with you how the Lord took the weight off of me. People ask me all the time, how'd you lose 100 pounds, Michelle? And my answer is this, Jesus. When I decided instead of going to food like I had for 22 years, 22 plus years, when I went to Jesus instead, everything changed. Everything changed. And it's the same for you and it's the same. It's going to always be the same for me. Jesus wants our whole heart, not part of it. When he says, Master, Lord, Savior, Lord implies that he owns everything in your life. You go to him for everything. It's all his. Master implies, as Paul said, you are his slave. Paul said it. I'm a slave to Christ. Happily. What does that mean? There's freedom in that. I've never had so much freedom in my life but for Jesus Christ. And you can have the same too. The same. Because through Jesus Christ, that's the only way you will have victory. And through Jesus Christ, you will never be defeated. Was Paul defeated? No, you just heard it. You just heard what happened to him. When they prayed and they praised all the shackles came off of them. The physical shackles came off of them. And the physical shackles, the spiritual shackles that have been holding you back will fall right off of you as well. You've got to pray and praise Jesus. You've got to do it in the middle of the situation. I know the problem is difficult. I know it hurts. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. We're going to have tribulation for the rest of our lives because that's part of the human experience. But the answer is Jesus. If only you will stop looking at the situation and look to Jesus Christ. Look to Jesus Christ because he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He never has. He never will. His word is always, and I end that sentence, his word is always. The Lord God is eternity. We live in eternity because he created us as eternal beings. But the Lord God 
is eternity in him. <laughs> his word will never, ever, ever change. That means when Paul and Silas prayed and praised God and the shackles came off of them, when you and I pray and praise God, all the spiritual shackles will come off of us. And friend, I'm not going to doubt either that there is a person or people in this world that can tell you that they were physically persecuted as well and the physical shackles came off of them as well because God is a God that will never, ever be defeated. Never. And neither will you in Jesus Christ. Neither will you in Jesus Christ. This is what his word is for. It's to encourage you. Right now, I know you think it's never going to end. I know you're thinking, uh-huh, you keep telling me to hold on. You keep telling me to hold on. But I'm telling you, hold on one more moment. Just keep, just hold on one more moment. You will not be defeated, but you've got to hold on. You can't grow without going through persecution. You can't. It's not possible. God allowed it in your life so that you would grow. And grow stronger, you're going to. Then he says, I'm going to continue on and, 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 and just think about this. Think about what God is doing. First of all, they were called through a vision to go to Macedonia. They went. Lydia was there at the beach and God had prepared her heart. So they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They prayed. Then they went on. That woman who was in bondage, who had been, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? She was... I can't think of the word right now, but she had a demon in her. Paul cast that demon out. They were beaten. Their clothes were ripped off. They were thrown in jail. Now they decide they're going to pray and praise God. Now listen to what happens. I get so excited because this is for you and for me. It wasn't just for Paul and Silas. You have the same Lord God. You've got the same Holy Spirit. And he wants to deliver you. And it says right here, verse, I'm going to just read 26 again. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword. And he would have killed and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. Now you know, I don't know if you've studied, but these Roman soldiers were loyal. And if some prisoner got free on their watch, this was death. He was gonna kill himself. And but Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm. For we are all here. <laughs> Paul didn't sin in the middle of the situation. Paul didn't stop praising and serving God when he saw that his situation seemed to be over. No, Paul was faithful and he stayed. And they all stayed. Do thyself no harm for we are all here. Now, I am quite sure that the Holy Spirit spoke to Paul. It doesn't say so. I should say I imagine that the Holy Spirit revealed to Paul maybe 
that something was going to happen next. And if he didn't, Paul was faithful enough to understand that when God called him, God called him. He didn't sit back and say, you, you don't see it anywhere in here. He didn't say here, oh my goodness, I don't know. I don't know if this was really God. I, I, I don't know. No, 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 no. He stood steadfast and faithful, immovable. And this is what we've got to do. Because then look what happened through Paul and Silas's tribulation. Look at what God did. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. You see, you might be the Paul or the Silas that God wants to use today. You might just be that Paul or that Silas. Say, hold on, because God has so much more for you. I get so excited, and the Lord just blesses me with this because it encourages me. You don't know how discouraged I was. You don't know. You've been there, but we all have our own personal struggles. And the Lord God encouraged me like he's encouraging you today. You don't know who's Paul or Silas you are today. Hold on. Be steadfast. Be immovable in your faith. It says right here, I just have to repeat it. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Think about that. What must I do to be saved? The Lord is so mighty. What must I do to be saved? Oh, hey, Pam, I see you there on Instagram. Thanks for joining us. This is what he says. What must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. You see, God has a plan for each and every one of us. You, for me, don't let persecution stop you. I'm going to tell you something. I never anymore get discouraged when people say that women preachers are unbiblical. I know without a shadow of doubt what God called me to do. I know it. I know it. And you know what God's called you to do. You know with every ounce of being in your soul. You know no matter what persecution comes, don't give up on it. Don't give up on it. God will not let you be defeated. Not at all. Not once. Do not give up. Because through the persecution that you go through, whether it be physical or verbal, God is going to strengthen you. And he's going to take you to a new level. And then you're going to go through more persecution. And he's going to take you to a new level. This is, this is the word. If Paul can go through it, 
so can you. So friends, I'm going to end here today on Instagram Live. Now I want to share with you and remind you the podcast. You can find us if you follow the links in my bio there on the podcast. Uh, or excuse me, on Instagram or on Facebook Live, wherever you're listening. You can go to find me on Anchor called Moments with Michelle Donatian. You can find me on, it's on Android, it's on Apple. Or you can also go to Apple Podcasts and you can find me on Moment for, at Moments with Michelle Donatian. And the truth is, be encouraged. I don't want to forget you, to, I don't want you to, to, to forget that. You will never, ever be defeated as long as you hold on to Jesus Christ. I'm going to pray with you now. Lord Jesus, I thank you for each and every one that was here today. I thank you for each one listening in on Facebook Live, on Instagram Live, and on the podcast. I thank you for what you've done. You've encouraged them, Lord God. Give them strength to go on. Lord God, you called them to that thing, and they were questioning, and they didn't know, and they thought, oh... If it's hard, it can't be from you. If there's persecution, it can't be from you. But Lord, encourage them here today that it is from you what you called them to do. We promise, Lord God, that we'll walk it out in faithfulness and we'll go to your word to remind us and to keep us strong and steadfast and immovable in your faith, in the faith. We thank you promise to give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, thanks. Friends, thank you so much for listening. God bless you. I love you. Goodbye. Oh, so we just ended the Instagram Live video. So we're still here on the podcast and I'm so excited about how this is going. Um, I've never done it this way before, and I'm just so excited about what God has done and what he's doing and what he's going to continue to do. So if you're listening in on the podcast, I want you to share it. Share the podcast with your friends. God loves us so much that there is absolutely no reason no reason for you to feel defeated here today. You see, I told you I was feeling discouraged. I told you I was feeling so discouraged and I was feeling like, you know, uh, just, I was just, I, I, I can't even put it into words. I was just feeling so discouraged, but the Lord God is mighty. The Lord God is mighty and... There is no reason for any of us to feel defeated, to be defeated, because the Lord Jesus Christ is with you. The Lord Jesus Christ is with you. And there's no, there's nothing, absolutely nothing, that will take away his love for you. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. So God wants you to remember that here today. As you go on with your day, 
I want you to be encouraged. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Go into the Word. James 1, 1, 2, 3, and 4. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this. Hallelujah. Knowing this. I'm going to turn there again. That the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. That ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. <sighs> Friends, the Lord God is mighty. The Lord God loves you. The Lord God is faithful. We're back on Facebook Live. We had some technical difficulties. And um, we're still on the podcast. So if you missed part of this on Facebook Live, you can go on uh, to the podcast and listen in. But I'm just saying to you that remember, God is so faithful. He was faithful to Paul in the book of Acts. He was faithful to people throughout all of Scripture. And he'll be faithful to you until eternity. There is no end to his love and his faithfulness. So, I want you to be encouraged here today. I want you to remember what God has said. And we're going to end the podcast here, but friends on Facebook Live, we're going to continue on a little bit for the after show. And so I'm going to just end this on Facebook, on the podcast. And we are going to...